everyone welcome back i think this is our second episode in season two i'm here with columbus oh hey <laughs> sorry we didn't release an episode last week um her schedule's been insane so it's kind of been yes. hard to find time <laughs> to to do it but we'll get there Pretty soon, in two weeks, uh, it's not going to be insane anymore. <laughs> Good. So, like, I think starting in two weeks, I'm only going to be working, like, three, maybe four days a week tops. So. Okay. Yeah. So, it'll be a lot better. Sure. Are you actually going to get the days off they told you you would? Uh, So, Thursdays are definite. Uh, Fridays, it's hit or miss. Uh, even if it is on a Friday, that it's not, it's not like they won't bring me in until about like two thirty, three o'clock. So that's not bad. Yeah. Um. But. Well, as soon as the schedules get worked out, we're gonna try to start getting, you know, more than one episode rolling out. Yeah. Anything going on in the personal life? We haven't um, talked in a while. I really, I'm not even kidding. I've worked like eight or nine days straight right now. So, Ugh. yeah, I'm just, uh, I just, I really haven't been home. I haven't really done. And like on top of that, I've been staying later or coming in early on top of that. Um, because of like, they just needed help. And then also like in November, like I said, like in two weeks, it's not just because, like, of me wanting a schedule, like, the, like, hours are just getting cut in November for everyone, for, mm -hmm. they don't know what, like, my boss doesn't know what reason, so, and I've also now been just trying to get extra money, so I at least have something to make up for it for a while, you know what I mean? Yeah, well, they're probably so. doing that because the holidays are coming up, and... Yeah, that's wanna... what I figured. Mm-hmm. But it still kind of doesn't make sense, though, because everyone's starting to get sick now. Yeah. So, and I can tell you that then the last week it's been busier than I've ever seen it. And so That's we insane. shall see. <laughs> I know for, like uh, for my company, um, they gave us the day before Thanksgiving off and then Thanksgiving off. Awesome. And get this. They told us. That we could have it off, but then told us that corporate would be using one of our paid times off. Yeah, I don't, I don't get. Yeah, I don't like corporation. I don't either. I don't get them. But I don't have a small business I can work for around here, so eventually, I'd like to make this podcast. Yay! Like I get like the medical stuff. Like, I get medical stuff being open on holidays, like, because people are always sick or hurt or, you know what I mean? Right. Like, that makes sense. Well, like, like even my job, like, yeah. you know, people need medications. Like, I totally get that. But, like, actual, like, retail stores, um, oh, my God, what are they? Like, uh, car dealerships and stuff like that. Like, why the F are you open on a holiday? Exactly. Like, I don't. 
Like, I, okay, so I kind of get Christmas Eve being open to, like, a certain time just because, like, because of, like, yeah, like some people's day. pay. Yeah, exactly. Like, some people's pay doesn't come in until late. And mm-hmm. so they still have to get, like, those last minute, like, gifts for people. Get that. Right. Get that. Um, but why are you literally open the full entire day on Christmas Eve? And, like, why are you open on Thanksgiving? Like, at all? Like, if you didn't get your stuff beforehand, like, Okay, like you, we know when Thanksgiving is. Like that's not. Yeah, Thanksgiving never changes. It's always like the third Thursday in the month. Exactly. It's just like it never changes. It's like that every year. So why are you just now choosing to like shop on Thursday morning? Like right. that bugs the shit out of me. I don't know. Maybe I'm judging too harshly. It doesn't matter because I don't really celebrate it. So. No, I mean yeah. I. I completely agree. But and like it's if you're like, waiting that last minute, you yeah. just shouldn't do it at all. Like I kind of get like you know if something doesn't turn out right or say like I don't know a jar you... bus that you need or something. Like I kind of get that, but there are so many people that literally just hold off till the fucking day of to get their whole damn grocery list. Oh, it's yeah. like oh I need to bake a turkey. Like well, oh, it makes me angry. You know you have to like unfollow those bitches like a week in advance, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What makes me angry about the whole thing, though, is, like, then they get mad at the employees because the store is shutting down early. Yeah. As if I have a say over when you're allowed to shop or not. Yeah. Like, I want to go home and eat food, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just don't get it. Well... Today's episode is going to be about creepy kids. I've got five user stories we're going to throw up here. Listen, kids are creepy. And this is why, like, for paranormal stuff, like, when you hear, like, demonic possessions and stuff, most are in fucking kids. Or if you see, like, demons that look like ghosts, like, they're always kids. Yes. So it's terrifying. I feel like once you become an adult, you become less creepy somehow. So, other unless you're like Jeffy Dahmer or something, but <laughs> like even even when you're possessed as an adult, you're less creepy than you are as a child. Seriously, it's kids terrify me sometimes. Yeah, definitely. All right. So this first story comes from user. Avocado already. This happened to my sister, age 18, we'll call her Sandy, and my younger brother, nine, we'll call him Alan. As we sat around the dinner table discussing Sandy and how her A levels were canceled, we got into the subject of dreams. Since she was going to a Christian theology and philosophy classes, we began recounting weird dreams that we thought had been messages or signs. Sandy begins by saying, I keep having this reoccurring dream. It's really strange. I'm in front of a large, white house. Alan butts in and says, yes, I have that dream too. Now, Alan is prone to making up stories and manufacturing creepy drama, so everyone always rolls their eyes. Okay, Sandy said. So what's in the house? She asked. Specifically, baby cribs all empty. It also has a massive attic. 
replied Alan. Completely calm, Sandy went white as a sheet. So where else are the Caribs? she asked more nervously. By the poolside, he said. I have never heard the dream before, but from the look on her face, he was completely right. The next part was possibly the weirdest. Have you ever been up the spiral staircase? Alan asked. Yeah, said Sandy. The baby, why was it all alone up there? There were no other babies in the house, and it was sleeping. Sandy replied as she leaned over and whispered in my ear, that baby was dead. Dinner finished rapidly after that, so there was no more talk of the White House and the baby cribs. But as he was leaving the room, he turned around and said to our sister, you know the creepiest thing about the house? This one comes from Overthinking Everything. My kid tells me about the time he died. My son told me the same story for the last few years. He remembers his uncle, not by blood, but a close family friend from, quote, before, unquote. He's four now, almost five, but he has told us ever since he was almost three years old. They were on a boat together, and they got shot at in the ocean. Lots of their friends died. He and the uncle swam ashore with their guns, and they shot other guys. But they got shot too. The uncle, quote, got dead, unquote, before my son did. But then he got, got dead. This story comes from Sociopathus. I've never encountered such a creepy kid. I'm used to kids coming up to me and striking conversations. I'm really good with kids, honestly, and I really do adore them, but this one makes an exception. My parents took me with them into another city to attend a seminar at a hotel, and I wasn't allowed in the room because I was wearing casual clothing. So I chose to stay at the hotel's lobby because there were two computers there, and I figured maybe I should get some work done. It was fine for a while, till a kid who looked to be around seven or eight approached me. She looked like a sweet child, so I didn't mind her talking to me at first. She talked to me about her name and all the stuff that kids usually talk about. Then, suddenly, she asked, Do you want to come with me to meet my mom at the cemetery? I was a little shocked. I didn't know how to respond. I somehow messed up a, The what? And she repeated, The cemetery with emphasis on cemetery, while looking me dead in the eye. It was creepy, but I chose to laugh it off. It was quiet for a while, and then she talked to me again. This time she said, Do you know when you'll die? I was startled by her question, but managed to answer, We don't know when we're going to die, so I don't know when I'll die. To which she responded, I know when you'll die. With the face that she looked like... With a face that looked like she wanted me dead. Kids don't creep me out often, but this one terrifies me. Yeah, I'd be pretty creeped out by that, too. Uh-huh. I mean, look, casual or no casual, I am not alone anymore. I'm going in that room. <laughs> yep. Bye. I want to know why that little girl's there alone. Yeah. Yeah, that would be a good idea to know. 
I'd be like, honey, we need to go to the off or like the check-in point so we can find your mom and dad. Mm-hmm. Um, not at the cemetery though. Well, not mom. Well, that's true. <laughs> Mom's dead. Well, let's hope so. Let's go find your guardian. Thank you. Yeah. Find somebody who's gonna put up with this because I'm not. <laughs> I mean, let's hope that her mom is dead if they're meeting at the cemetery. Because that's yeah. a whole new conversation if she's not dead. I'm like, why right. are we meeting at the cemetery? <laughs> yeah, that would be very, very creepy. Mm-hmm. This one comes from Olive's Oil. Is my kid planning my death? My five-year-old is in the bath with loads of toys, and I was scrolling Reddit. Out of nowhere, he said, Mommy, if you died while I was in your tummy, would I live? I said, it depends on how I died. He left it and goes back to playing. Then I hear him say, that's my mom. Well, my other mom. My first mother's dead. I killed her. You want to see the body? His voice then got too quiet to hear. Um, kid? Wait, so in the story, yeah, was that her biological kid or adoptive yes. kid? No, biological. Oh, wow. That would be terrifying. Yeah. To hear my kid say, that's my mom, well, my other mother. My first mother's dead and I killed her. Do you want to see the body? Like, excuse me, child. No, no. You don't do that here. No, no. This one is... Oh, my God. People never cease to amaze me when they pick their usernames. Hop off my dick, bro. Wait, what? (laughs) That's their username. Hop off my dick, bro. Wow, wow. Okay, then. Yeah. Okay. Seven-year-old nightmares saved a life. As a child, I frequently suffered from awful nightmares. I dream almost nightly of being young and hurt or murdered or just straight up dying in some way. And it led to my mother keeping her door unlocked at night so I could crawl into her bed instead of waking her up. It would drive me to hysterics sometimes. It was the same girl every night. I could only make out that she was young and blonde and the same every time. She felt very familiar, but I figured it was because she was the girl from all of my nightmares. At one point, they stopped. It was a few weeks after this that my cousin stayed the night as my aunt was going out of town. She had a lot of medical issues, and they managed to, but they were managed by medication. That same night, I had another nightmare, a repeat of what had already happened. I woke up to my cousin sitting in the corner of my room, soaked and crying, begging me to get my, le- my mother. As I went to go wake up my mother, I found my actual cousin. Oh my God, this gives me chills. I found my actual cousin lying on the living room floor having a violent seizure. If I hadn't woke up that night, she would have died. 
she had fallen on our hardwood floor and got injuries from hitting her head so hard. It was fixable, but it wouldn't have been if I hadn't caught her then. I, it was at the hospital that I noticed my cousin looked similar to the girl that I had always dreamed about. I can't pinpoint if the dreams were really about her. They were always very blurry, but I never had another one again. I personally believe that some angel or ghost gave me a premonition that saved her life. That gave what me freaking if, chills, bro. What if the cousin, while, like, maybe since she was already having, like, a violent seizure and stuff like that, maybe she was already, like, in the process of dying, what if she astro-projected herself to get help? I mean, I'm not sure who all believes in the astro-projection. I do. Like, that is insane. That gave me chills. So wait, who had the sleep paralysis? The mom? No, the child, the seven-year-old. So they're, like, chalking it up to this being a sleep paralysis, like, experience. Oh, okay. Seeing her cousin in the corner crying and soaked. This one comes from FootBabe1995. Again, with the username, guys. I'm not a child, but this happened when I was a teen. The people I lived with at the time pretty much adopted me. Well, something dark was happening in all of our lives at that time. Another story in its own. Anyways, we were sitting outside like we normally did. My quote-unquote dad looked at me and asked, Why have you been sleepwalking into our room lately? What's going on? I looked at him and said, I don't sleepwalk. Dad told me that two nights before he woke up because he had an un. He tried talking to me, but it wasn't me talking back to him. Quote, she'll be back for what you two took for her. She isn't safe and you have to help her. Unquote. Were just a few of the things that I, or whoever was using my body, had said to him. This one is from... Oreo, just the cream. So I've got some shit to say about this one kid. I'll call him Red. Red was probably the creepiest, cringiest guy I'd ever known. And I hope we never meet again. I went to the same school my entire life, up until high school. And I still get creeped out when I think about him. Kid was an odd kid. From as far back as I can remember, he cried constantly, hugged all the teachers that would let him, even in eighth grade, with this same weird smile that would follow this kind of gasp of relief or excitement. No one liked him. I certainly didn't. Not for being huggy or whining. I was whiny too growing up. I didn't like him because he was violent. We had the same classes for nearly three years, and many shared classes before. But from sixth grade, he got worse. In math class, if we ever had a group project, I would often be alone because of how solid the cliques were and how awkward I was. If I didn't get to my twin's best friend fast enough, he would attempt to partner with me. And I, being the pushover, 
generally relented and just forced myself through the class. He once even raised his hand before the teacher told us to pick groups and asked out loud in front of all 20 kids that I had grown up with if he could work with me because he, quote, doesn't get along with anyone else, unquote. It may not seem like much, but this was the constant. He was normally being sent into the hall for arguing or threatening kids or just crying, and it was disturbing. He wasn't very bright either, so whenever he got this, I'm better and smarter than you attitude, it was just bizarre. I suffered in that class, but he just got worse. In my English class, he fully admitted that he purposely broke another classmate's wrist. This guy was very active and one of the only other set of twins in our grade. I've never really talked to him, but he did come in with a broken wrist a few days prior. He said he'd broken both of them before. Our teacher just asked him if it was an accident. No. She said that he should probably not tell other people about it. Also in the class, for a writing assignment, I was writing about werewolves for mine. He asked me, after I mentioned it to a friend, if I liked werewolves. I said yes, and he tried to start a conversation about them, but luckily it was time for change. Later, when people had the chance to read over their assignments out loud, he probably walked with over 10 pages of a full notebook, proudly displayed. He read unashamed, himself insert Pokemon werewolf superhero fanfiction, where he, the main character, of course, was writing journal entries about how he was going to become a Pokemon master and also invited to join the werewolf pack and discover that he was super powerful, strong, fast, and cool werewolf, and he fell in love with the girl of the pack. He described her and stared at me as he described what I look like in detail. Freckles, pale, curly hair, blue eyes. Also how I acted toward Cold, but under a layer of ice, he's warm. Not freaking joking. He spent 20 minutes going on about he and, quote, Amanda, unquote, or something, were kidnapped and how he saved everyone, became a leader of the pack, and got with the girl and they passionately kissed. And I swear to God, I'm not joking. I don't know if I can purely put the blame on him, though. Allegedly, his father, who he called Papa, always came across as cold or off-putting, and apparently his mother always smelled like and she seemed rude and off. She still... It still doesn't explain how he would find a every little thing and would jump like a dog after a bone at the chance to talk to me or work with me. He gave me the vibes of a serial killer, honestly. The math teacher asked if I was okay being paired in a group with him because of how he... And why is he concerning. hugging teachers and shit? That's... I mean... Especially when, like... I, I get when you're, like, I don't know... But... The original poster said, like, this happened up until, like, the 8th grade. Yeah, which is weird. Like, I can understand, like, if you lost, like, a family member that was, like, you know, and the teacher was trying to console you over that. Or, like, say it's, like, you're graduating middle school, heading on to high school. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah, there's those teachers that 
you know, were probably really supportive and they're like a big part of your life. You know what I mean? And yeah. you hug them saying bye or something like that. But like, I don't know the way that dude was too. It was weird. So. There's definitely something wrong in that situation. Yeah. This one's a little long. This is from Irish writer Mommy. My three-year-old daughter freaked me out. Or alternate title, The Tale of the Roof Man. So I was playing with my daughter, doing my best to wear her out before bedtime. You know, as parents often do, while pleading, Please get tired. Why isn't this making you tired? Who gave you crack when I wasn't looking? And so on and so forth. I was tossing her to the air. She was giggling like a maniac. When all of a sudden, she stopped. She pointed up at the skylight. I, thinking she just noticed her reflection, said, Oh, do you see Ellie in the glass? And she said, Yeah, Mama, I see Ellie. I see Mama, and I see a man. Naturally, I freaked out. Ready to call my husband over so that he could beat the man senseless with a bat or something, I looked at the skylight. There was no man. I said, Ellie, there's no man there. Just Mama and Ellie. And she said, The man's there too, Mama. Right beside you, she pointed. To this, I always respond, Nice one, Grandpa, or something similar. Many have said that my daughter may have seen the image of my grandfather. I was going to wait until dark to open the photo album with her, but my husband said that if I waited till dark, I may unconsciously lead her, and I didn't want to do that. So instead, I had my husband show her the pics since he thinks I'm crazy. He got out the photo albums and started with his family. He set her on his lap and looked at the pictures. She pointed out that she knew the people she knew and ignored the rest. So he moved on to my photos. More of the same, we passed over pictures of my grandfather with no reaction from her. I was both relieved and also kind of disappointed. My husband had just started to say, I told you so, when my daughter picture of her other grandfather passed away when I was three years old. She said, Daddy, who is this? And he said, well, that's Mama's Papa. She said, no, that's definitely the roof man and pointed up at the skylight. Then she got bored and skipped into your room. So there you go. Maybe it's my father and not my other grandfather. I got vague memories of him, but when I was her age, he passed away. She's my mini-me. I've learned from reading posts that there are a ton of skeptics out there who routinely just shoot down any possibility of anything. Obviously, I can't prove this, and that's fine. You think what you want, say what you want. And even if this is random and a product of a three-year-old's imagination, I don't see any harm with her believing that maybe my father is watching out for By the way, my skeptical-of-anything-paranormal husband is now a little shook, too. Yeah, it definitely would creep me out. Yeah. Like, look, you either need to learn my father's name or stop calling him Roofman because it's not happening. Yeah. <laughs> um, we just wouldn't go through that section of the house anymore. Yep. This one's kind of sweet. This is from Annie Ski. My daughter, when my daughter was an infant, 
I went to visit my uncle, who was in a nursing home. I brought my baby so I could show her off, and he was absolutely thrilled. He told me, your son is a nice boy, but this little girl is very special. He could have left my son out of it, but whatever. My uncle died a few months later. A few months after that, I was trying to get the baby to sleep, and she was having none of it. Fussing, crying the entire time. I rocked her, I fed her, I changed her. Rinse, repeat, and she was still crying. Above her bed, I had a framed picture under glass. I looked up at it, and there was my uncle, my, my departed uncle. I just said desperately, Uncle Frank, is there any help that you could give me here? Five minutes later, she was sound asleep in her crib. I like to think he was looking in on her and gave her frazzled mom a helping hand. Just another reason he was my favorite uncle. That is super sweet. It is. <laughs> Like, please just help me. And it's like, quiet. <laughs> Very sweet. This one says, uh, Nurse Wit. My best friend, Nick, who passed away in 2013, three weeks before I got married. I'm a female, by the way. Fast forward to 2016, and my two-year-old and I are laying in bed, and he starts giggling up at the ceiling, saying, Yep. Yep. Okay. Bye. Then he says, Mama, Nick is here, and pointed to where he had been staring. He said he loves us. He said bye-bye. Creepy and comforting at the same time. My dad passed in 2018, and my son was born in 2014, and my dad... Or had my dad lived to know his grandchildren, we would have been, he would have been called Spike. My son knows about his Spike and has seen his pictures. But he tells me about how he knew Spike before he was, quote, in the other place before Spike told him to get in my belly, unquote. And that they went fishing. That's my dad's favorite pastime. Kids are creepy, but kids are awesome. This one's posted by Jenny101216. I'm a nanny, and one of the kids had been pulling my hair out by strands several times a day for months, despite being scolded and getting time out. Today, she came up to me with a hair bracelet she made of mine. She said, quote, so you'll always be a part of me, unquote. She's four years old. Yeah, that's really creepy. That's like some voodoo stuff right there. Yeah. Mm. Talking about like, that just reminded me, have you seen, I think it's called The Devil in Ohio? Yes. So good. Uh-huh. So good. I was a little mad at the ending. Like, girl. I realize that you've been, I mean, obviously she went through the same trauma yeah. because it was the same place, but like, girl, you let it ruin your entire family. Yeah. You could have just sent her up to Maine and moved on with your life. Oh, yeah. I was pretty mad as well. I don't know. I just, I don't understand why she would give up 
her family for this girl that's almost 18. <laughs> like, yeah, it makes no sense. None. Like, you saved her. Good. Okay. Well, still ship her off. Yeah, send her up to Maine where she can like, learn her independence. Needs... Yeah. Because you still have kids at home that aren't 18 that needs to be raised by their mother. Yep. And uh, also, she needs some serious freaking help. I mean, for God's sake, she was like, had an entire shrine built in your backyard. <laughs> like, first of all, how did she not freak out when she seen that? She was so cool and collected and everything. And I'm sitting there like, like it, no, ma'am, no. Uh -uh. Like, I would have waited till you left and then I would have tore it up. It would have been gone. That wouldn't have been in my house. And I get it, like, that's, you know, her religion. She'll, she'll probably never give up that religion because that's how she was raised, which that's not exactly an issue. Um, but the way that she does obsess over people is an issue. Um, honestly, yeah. I think the whole thing, because, I mean, there's, I, I really feel like there's going to be a season two. Um, I but so. I feel like she honestly purposely all like I think she did this herself purposely um, because she wanted to start her own cult. You might. Yeah, I just tell CYS to come pick her ass up. <laughs> like, um, no. Like, uh, she um, literally prayed to the devil while we were eating. This isn't going to work out. Yeah, I don't trust any of that. Um, nope, nope, nope. One thing I hate is that she was constantly going around trying to... Yeah, but, like, the mom, especially, she was constantly going around, like, trying to, I don't know, like, look out for this kid extra. Mm -hmm. And then her own daughters were having, like, asthma attacks and, like, dying in the street and things like that. Like, your family needed you. And you're over here trying to comfort this girl, which I get. She's been through a lot. She needs comfort. But your family should always come first. Mm-hmm. And, like, how dare you be upset that your husband wasn't there when you weren't there either? Yeah, trust me. Because, like, surprisingly, Doug also watched it. And there's so really many paranormal. Times. Yeah. Like, it's not really paranormal. It's just based on cult. He's like... Because me, I've always wanted to adopt a kid. He's like, yeah, we're never adopting now. He's like, nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> you can adopt, just not from Ohio. <laughs> yeah. We will have, I want to say, two episodes left. But I'm not sure. It just depends on scheduling, of course. Yeah. Um, and, of course, we will be moving on with the paranormal because it is October. Yeah. And then we will going be back to uh, probably some true crime. Um, we will see you, hear you, speak to you next week. And remember that you are loved and you are wanted. Bye. Bye. Bye.